Hello and welcome to Firefighters from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Five bells, stand by all stations. Attention, all districts, a five alarm fire. life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. In just a moment, we'll join Chief Cody and rookie fireman Tim Collins in the home of Tom Culpepper, editor of the Plum Valley Courier. As his guests, the chief and Tim have seen more than enough to convince them the town is actually in a dangerous situation when it comes to fires. Lack of equipment and untrained men were responsible for the Hancock block burning to the ground yesterday. And carelessness was to blame for the fire later rekindling and burning the newspaper office. Well, as a result, Tom Culpepper has asked them to join him in a fight to the finish in attacking this problem. Now, what their first step was to be, we'll see right after this message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's see how editor Tom Culpepper plans to attack the indifference and outright opposition in Plum Valley to get the needed firefighting equipment and men. But before we join him as he maps his campaign with Chief Cody and Tim Collins, let's recall the situation of last evening when the three men stood before the burning embers of the courier's office and print shop. Let's see what the straw was that broke the camel's back and made Tom fighting mad. It isn't the carelessness alone, Chief, which makes me furious. It's the fact that not a single volunteer showed up. Well, my friend Luther thinks there was a mix-up, Tom. We can't afford many more like this, Collins. Do you consider that any excuse, Chief Cody? No, I'm afraid I don't, Tom. This town is going to have decent equipment and trained men. Now, will you and Collins help me, Chief? I'd say that was almost in the line of duty. That, Tim? Oh, you bet, sir. Only I, I don't see exactly what we can do. I need your knowledge and advice, most of all. I'm going to start out with an editorial tomorrow that'll make the people in this town sit up and take notice. But how can you get your paper out after the fire here? Well, we'll set up headquarters in my home. Fred Jenkins in the next town will lend me his presses when I'm ready. I thought you said he was a competitor of yours. Well, ordinarily he is, Collins, but in a pinch, he'll come to my aid. Well, with folks like that hereabouts, this ought to be easy. Uh, don't make that mistake, Chief. I happen to know how the president of the town council feels about spending money on this problem. Uh, he'll hand us the hottest fight you ever saw. Uh, are you still with me? Well, why not? Tim and me kind of make a business of putting out things that get a mite too hot. It's a deal, Tom. Now, bright and early this morning, the living room in Editor Tom Culpepper's house is as active as a newspaper office. Two assistants are sorting out plates and other paraphernalia saved from the fire, while Tom himself is bent over his typewriter in deep concentration. Well, I'm finished at last. Now listen to this, Chief. And you too, Collins. Mm-hmm. A town the size of Plum Valley can't afford a $200,000 loss from fire. 
Not when it can be prevented with a fraction of that amount spent for basic fire equipment and training. Take a look at the ruins of Hancock Block today. Ask yourself if that loss to the community was necessary. If the answer is no, turn out for the council meeting tonight where this subject will be discussed. I notice you didn't say where it would be settled. Well, it won't be that easy. You don't know uh, Turner Lawson. Uh, the president of the council? Yes, yes. He's perfectly sincere, but he's set against spending the taxpayers' money on anything he thinks is unnecessary. And you'd be surprised how many people agree. Oh, but this is an investment in safety. That's true, Tim, but you've got to show him, like I said. Folks always seem to think fire's going to strike the other fellow's home, not theirs. Well, I, I try to cover that angle down here. Now, here, let's see here. Oh, here it is, here. Uh, take the Cotter Tool Company on the edge of town. Consider the business that one enterprise brings to Plum Valley. Think of the unemployment, the loss of revenue to every merchant, businessman, yes, every citizen, if that plant should be destroyed by fire. You're uh, not trying to, well, scare him a bit, are you? Oh, absolutely not. Now, listen, Chief. Hey, you look that place over and see if it's not ripe for a fire. You'll need facts like that when you speak before the council this evening. When I do what? Well, you're the authority. Your words will carry more weight than mine. I've been talking fire protection for so long now, Mr. Lawson is against me before I start. How will he feel toward me? Exactly the same, probably. It won't be easy. Say, say isn't that Luther on the porch? Uh, the young fellow who helped you fight the fire last night? Uh, yes, yes, sir. He came over to talk firefighting with me. He can't think of anything else. It's his day off. You must have a lot of material like Luther in town, Tom. Too bad you can't put him to work. I will. Right now, after I get a mighty thin uh, edition of the courier printed up in the next town, Luther could use his truck to help deliver. Uh, Want to get a copy in everybody's hand before tonight. Well, why not let me give him a hand, Tom? Oh, that'd be fine. While the chief is doing his research, you could... Oh, no, say. Wait a second. I wonder if that would get Luther in trouble. Delivering papers? Yeah. You see, he works for Turner Lawson. Oh. I'd hate to see him fired for helping me. I don't think I'm going to like this Lawson guy. Well, he's not an easy man to deal with. I am... Um, I'm afraid, Chief, you'll find out what I mean when you tangle with him at the meeting. to remind you, Mr. Culpepper, that writing an editorial doesn't necessarily put the subject on the council's order of business. As the chairman, Mr. Lawson, I'm requesting that you do so now. Well, all right, but make it brief. Well, first, I want to introduce a friend of mine, Chief Bob Cody. Now, just a minute. The chair recognized you, Tom. We don't need any outsiders coming in to tell us how to run our business. Oh, don't we? Think of the number of fires we've had the past month. I'd say it's high time we had help. Well, maybe there have been epidemics of fires and things recently, but our boys can handle the situation. Yes, I may interrupt, Mr. Lawson. There shouldn't be any situation to handle. There's no such thing as an epidemic of fires. No? Just what do you call it in the city, Chief Cody? When there are too many fires... I'd call it carelessness, ignorance. In the city or any place else, Mr. Lawson. Would you now? You can stop folks from being careless? Certainly. A month's campaign telling your citizens what to watch out for, how to be on the alert, would cut your fires to a fraction and not cost you a cent. <laughs> that last part interests me, Chief. Go on. Well, for instance, as I got out of my friend's car in front of the town hall, Mr. Lawson, I happened to look on the porch of a house... Two doors down. That's Al Perkins' house. He's sitting here beside me. Now, uh, I'm not being personal any more than fire is when it strikes. 
But Mr. Perkins had evidently dumped hot ashes in a wooden box out there. A lot of people do around here. Well, then I'm surprised you haven't had even more fire, sir. But to make this worse, I saw a couple of oil cans not two feet away on that porch. Did you now? Well, it seems to me you're being accused of being careless and ignorant, Mr. Perkins. Yes. You're a prophet when it comes to a fire, Chief Cody. I know an open invitation to trouble when I see it. Take the Cotter Tool Company on the edge of town. I see you read Tom Culpepper's editorials. Not only that, I inspected the plant this afternoon. Very kind of you, I'm sure. But I happen to own stock in the factory, and if you think that building is a fire trap, you're crazy. It is. But it could stand a good sprinkler system. Those things cost money, Chief Cody. It'll cost you a good deal more if a fire ever starts there, Mr. Lawson. Without larger water mains in that part of town, you'd never put it out. Thank you for warning us. And now, gentlemen... Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to have the folks here tonight listen to Chief Cody's suggestions for organizing and training a group of efficient volunteer firefighters. I've given you all the time I can, Culpepper. The chair will entertain a motion that this discussion be tabled until the next council meeting. I saw no motion. All those in favor will signify by raising their hands. It is so ordered. Mr. Chairman, this is a desperate situation, and we're entitled to further discussion of it. You're out of order, Culpepper. If the meeting will come to order, I'd like to make a few remarks about the coming election. Listen, Chief, isn't that that fire bell? I'm afraid it is, Tim. Hey, Parkins, your porch is on fire. I can see it from the window. Yeah, now, Lawson, maybe you'll agree Chief Cody is something of a prophet when he tells you about a dangerous setup. Just keep calm, everybody. I see enough of our regular volunteers in the audience to have this blaze out in a jiffy. Uh, a jiffy? From better experience, they'll be lucky to get it out at all. How about that, men? Shall we show Tom Culpepper and his friends were quite capable of handling our own fires. That's a challenge, Lawson, and I accept it. Take it easy, Tom. If you want to see what experience and training means, Lawson, I'll pit my two friends against raw volunteers any day. Chief Cody and Private Collins can't refuse to fight a fire. Well, of course we can't, Tom, but... If they don't have that fire out before your men even arrive, I'll eat that editorial I wrote word for word. As their friend placed the chief and Tim in an awkward spot, maybe the editor, in his anger, has forgotten the oil cans the chief mentioned as being next to the hot cinder box. To see what happens now, be sure to join us next time for another exciting episode of The Firefighters. In a moment, Chief Cody will tell you how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, boys and girls, let's listen to this message. And now, Chief Bob Cody with a special message for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. I suppose a good many of you do your playing after school in one of those vacant lots that always seem to be around town. Now, it's been my experience that old weeds, dried leaves, rubbish, separately or a combination of them, can make a place like that a possible fire menace. If you and your friends would make a point of clearing off a lot like that, it would be a safer spot as well as a nicer place to play. Now, you just remember that. Now, till we meet again next time, this is Chief Cody saying, so long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's go! Let's go! Fire!
Fighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.